for the most entertaining talk anywhere. Stay tuned to LA Talk Radio, your real talk station. Your real 24 talk. hours of commercial free programming. Hey, hey, hey. You're listening to The Green Room. This is Johnny Pemberton, and I'm trapped in here. It's not good. The Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon. Click the Amazon link on SeanTGreen.com to support The Green Room. You can tweet the show live at Green Room Show as well. And now, live from Sherman Oaks, California, the host of The Green Room, Sean Green! All right, everyone. Welcome to the green room. We're doing it live here on latalkradio.com. Your home to exclusive uncensored talk radio. I'm here with, of course, the uh, wackiest man in the business, my left hand man. Wouldn't trade him for anything. The yang to my yang, the chocolate to my vanilla. My left hand man, Logan Lysico. Logan, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> All right. All right, Logan. You got me, you got me hooked. Where'd that come from? Why are we doing Tarzan? Tarzan? No reason whatsoever. Nope. I love your I love your brain, Logan. It's just like a it's just like I a... never remember to even think of doing something until <laughs> we're we're about to start. I know. I saw you taking notes before the show today. I was like, oh my god, Logan, what are you, what are you doing? You're not a man of show prep. You're a man of just being in the moment. Yep. I didn't want it to come off force because I feel like the natural Logan is <laughs> is the Logan we enjoy most. Well, see, I was writing down stuff for the show, but I still didn't remember to do the <laughs> the greeting. You, you still didn't remember your greeting, but I I like that though. You're you know you're not a traditional improviser, but you do work on your feet, <laughs> and that's what I yeah. like. You know, you're you're sitting there, you're just in the moment, whatever comes. There's a lot of sound bites out there that everybody kind of knows. Yeah, yeah, no, everyone's retrieved from my brain at the last second. <laughs> I know, I like it. It's just a, uh, it's just an am- amalgamation of all these different <laughs> thoughts. You just, you're, you're like a 12-sided dice, Logan. You don't know what it's gonna land. There's a lot yep. of different options, and either way, good times, man. So, Logan, uh, let's see. Let's talk about our personal lives. People enjoy that on the talk radio. Open it up. Sure. I'll get into my weekend in a second. How was your week, Logan? What have you been up to? I know your uh, parents were in town. How'd that go? Yeah, my parents visited. It was a lot of fun. Obviously, it's pretty exhausting entertaining anybody visiting L.A. <laughs> but, yeah, it uh, is. Cause you, especially your parents, of course. Well, that, that's what people don't realize when friends or family come out to L.A., they want to do everything. Because, hey, you might not get out to L.A. Yeah. or a lot. And you're like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Let's do everything. And then Let's you drive... park somewhere and do everything is what they think is going to happen. <laughs> right, exactly. We'll just take uh, one bus somewhere and everything will be there. Yeah. But, no, L.A. is spread out. So it's like, oh, you want to go to the beach? Yeah, let's do a beach morning. And then you're stuck an hour and 15 minutes worth of traffic getting out to the beach, walking around. And then, oh, hey, let's go to the museum. So it's another hour this way. And then, oh, hey, let's go back to eat. Okay, it's another hour back here. Oh, let's go get something to eat. It's another 30 minutes to find a place yeah. to eat. That's the thing. In in and, Manhattan or in New York, you can just walk out your door and walk down a straight line or hail a couple taxi cabs. Cab, yeah. You can see the whole thing. No, you got to – if you're out here, you have to have someone with a car who knows where they're going. And my parents made it worse because, for example, like <laughs> – this is a conversation with me and my parents. So, Logan, what exit am I going to take? Rampart. A few minutes pass by. 
Okay, here's Rampart. It's coming up. No, Al, that's not what he said. <laughs> yeah, Mom, that is what I said. It's just, it's like constant bickering, but over like silly things that are, yeah. like, you know. No, I know, I know. And, or and whatever. It's the same thing with my parents. I love them. They're great. We get along. We get along great. And uh, but yeah, I mean, if you don't live together and then you start basically living together, you. You're like, oh, yeah, all our old ticks are getting on each other's nerves. Or, yeah. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden your dad's telling you what to do. And you're like, I'm, I'm a grown man. Don't yeah. tell me what to do, old man. <laughs> but it's just something simple. It's like I, I was I was just cracking up because it reminded me of uh, my family. You and your, uh, your you and um, your dad were setting together a, 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 a putting together a, a, a dining room table oh, yeah, and chairs, you, yeah. and then your mom is just sitting there watching it and commenting like, Logan, don't do that. You're gonna scratch this. Logan, you go, relax, mom. I'm, I'm I know what I'm doing. And you're, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Just the dynamic well, reminded me of my family. Well, she was like me and my dad actually were kind of working well together surprisingly on this uh is just an ikea thing very simple you read the instructions and then you do what the this should be a reality show just families say. assembling stuff from ikea yeah you just do what the pictures say me and dad got it instantly <laughs> my mom would just watch us for a few minutes and then read the directions now now did you do this part yet yeah mom we're way ahead of that you're not helping us okay okay there are nine of these screws is that right yeah, I mean, that's what's in the bag, right? Why are you asking me? I don't know. Just, and you feel bad getting mad because she's yeah, trying to be helpful. Mad. They're visiting me. They bought <laughs> yeah, me this table that we're exactly. building. And I was like, I oh, told them, though, when uh, we were at Ikea, I was like, I'm, I'm not looking forward to building this. <laughs> just letting you guys know. I wish we could just go do touristy stuff together, but whatever. Yeah, no. Hey, I'm, I was happy we got a new table at yeah, our place. Yeah, me too. I, I really. No, it's really a nice table. It <laughs> it's a nice table. Everything worked out right. Good times. Yeah. I, it reminds me. I think. Um. It always cracks me up when I when I think back of me and my dad. I, I, the times me and my dad get on each other's nerves is just because we have the same kind of. We're just a lot alike. So you end up if you spend a lot of time with each other, you end up kind of getting on each other's nerves because you just yeah. have these ticks. And then you know, th- oh, that annoys me about my dad. And then the fact that I'm getting annoyed at my dad annoys my dad. So it's it's kind of yeah. back and forth. I'll never forget, we were going to look at different colleges in, uh, we were going to look at different colleges in Boston, and we had brought up my friend from high school, Robbie, in the car, and my dad also likes to kind of show off and like bust my chops in front of my friends, like he gets a real kick out of that, so he'll he'll kind of be a little bit annoying, because he knows he can get a rise out of me, and then I react to that, and he's like, what, I'm just, I'm I'm just driving the car, relax. my mom loves to do, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the parents enjoy embarrassing their kids, and now thinking about it as an older person, I can't wait to have kids to be the embarrassing dad. Yeah. <laughs> so true. we're going on this uh, drive around Boston, and I just remember my dad kept farting, and he would lock the doors and windows, <laughs> and I was just getting re- – I mean, in hindsight, it was hilarious. But at the time, I was still a teenager, so I was embarrassed, and then I'm like, Dad, stop doing yeah. that. And then my buddy Robbie's in the backseat. He's laughing. He thinks it's hysterical. And then I'm being the navigator while we're driving around. My dad's like, where are we going? What exit are we doing? And he's got the doors oh, locked. The worst. And I can't breathe. So I just like, <laughs> shoved the map in front of his face while I was driving. I was like, I don't know. You tell me. And then he <laughs> undid the windows and uh, we checked out some schools in Boston. <laughs> it had a happy ending. Nothing too nice. crazy there. Did you and Robbie go to the same school? No. Well, I, wait. No, take that back. We didn't go to a school in Boston, but we did end up going to Penn State. Where Robbie and I were roommates freshman year, and I remember, and, and now hanging out with Robbie, 
He always used to drive me crazy as a roommate because he would listen to Dave Matthews constantly. Oh, he had gigabytes and gigabytes of Dave Matthews. And I had always <laughs> kind of liked Dave Matthews. To this day, still like Dave Matthews. But it drove me crazy. And I was like, oh, Robbie playing that Dave Matthews again, blah, blah, blah. And then now we talk later. He's like, yeah, all you would do is watch Comedy Central, just play stand-up all the time. <laughs> and now Robbie is in uh, Dave Matthews' band. Yeah, I looked out in college. My roommate and I both really got into stand-up. Really got into comedy? But yeah, yeah, I mean... He ended up uh, managing grocery stores. <laughs> and I came out here. So he's he's not as close to the scene. He didn't shoot a documentary no, about... No, but I, he, I value his opinion. I think he has a good sense of humor, and he's living a regular life in Temple, that's always, Texas. Yeah, so. I mean, a fan of stand-up, that's always nice yeah. to have uh, someone to bounce stuff off of like that. Who also works and lives just a normal... He's a regular Joe, yeah. Logan. There's plenty of Americans like him out there. Just, just living their lives, doing their thing. Speaking of that, I was, we went camping this weekend. Great time, Catalina Island. If you ever get a chance, awesome place to go camping. Had, had, a, had a great trip. A couple quick notes, a couple of uh, funny things that happened on the trip. Well, this is actually before we got on the trip. We're in San Pedro, which is a basically just a harbor town, pretty industrial, but they have this big port, one of the biggest ports in the world. So a lot of unloading of container ships, that kind of stuff. So not a lot going on there. Just this big port where you take the ferry over to Catalina Island. We meet up there early. We go to some, you know, greasy spoon diner. It's called the Grinder, I think. We're there hanging out, just trying to eat a big breakfast before we go camping because we're not going to be eating a lot or so we thought. Everyone bought a ton of snacks. We had a ton of food. Actually... Our roommate, Chris, who went on the camping trip, said he gained six pounds. <laughs> Damn. But I, I think that's just you eat a ton of salty foods, and you're thirsty a lot, so you drink a lot of water. I think you retain a lot of water right. when you're doing stuff like that. that that's an unnecessary side note. So we're at this <laughs> we're, at, we're at this diner. I, I love uh, getting the bacon and eggs and the toast and the hash browns and nice, yeah. nice lumberjack breakfast. But then I was thinking to myself, oh, man, I'm going to be out there on this island for a while. I haven't eaten fruits and vegetables I'm not going to eat fruits or vegetables for the next couple days. I better order something now so, you know, my stomach's yeah. all right. Things are copacetic. I was, <laughs> I was trying to plan ahead, Logan. I go to the uh, waitress. Looks like a career waitress. I go, w- woman, you've seen these. Oh, you've older. seen like a veteran waitress. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? Veteran. She's the one w- in uh... – <laughs> They just have – basically yeah. they – in those cop shows, when the investigator comes into the thing, she's like, all right, can I get back to my tables now? <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, got... no, they're investigating a murder. Aren't you shocked at all? <laughs> yeah, I'm a murder. Yeah, that is hilarious. <laughs> every every movie or TV show, people are so annoyed that they're being asked about this murder. Like, how interesting <laughs> do you think your life is? You work as a coffee shop waitress. Yeah. Someone getting murdered that you know or have information to might be uh, – that's kind of exciting. You yeah. think you'd be like, oh, let me tell you everything I know, officer. But they do. They're over everything. They're but they're 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 kind of like they uh, they give you a little sass, but they they get your order right. You know, right. like but they call they, you they honey. Do, yeah, they so do. Like, oh, right. They they keep refilling the coffee the right amount of times. So I go to the lady. I go, hey, um, can I just get a? Uh, this is after I ate. I was like, yeah, can I just get a side of fruit salad? She goes, what's that? Then she looks at. What the? She oh. looks everyone around me going like this totally perplexed look like I had just made something up. And, and immediately, <laughs> immediately I was like, wait, did I s- say something wrong? Am I crazy? Right. Like immediately I doubted myself you because her- have said fruit salad because everyone knows what a fruit salad is, of course. No, right? that's what that's I what said. I said a fruit salad. Yeah. <laughs> she looked at me. She had never heard of a fruit salad for her first question. How much lettuce you want me to put in that? It's like, no, no, no. 
It's a, wow. it's a fruit salad. And I was just – this lady, she had no idea what a fruit salad was. She goes, oh, can I uh, can I just bring you out a side of fruit? I go, okay, that's – maybe she had always called it a <laughs> – maybe she had called it a side of fruit. Right. And never heard of the term fruit salad working as a waitress for probably 30-plus years. Okay. <laughs> that That's – okay, I'm fine with that. Brings it out. What's the first thing I see? Huge, giant piece of lettuce. <laughs> She brought out a huge giant piece of lettuce with a slice of watermelon on top, and then you know those little orange slices that are garnish? She <laughs> she brought like five of those around the watermelon. So basically she brought me a slice of watermelon with tons of garnish on it and tried to pass it off as a fruit salad. Wow. And I <laughs> ate it. <laughs> the entire... well, I mean, I guess if you chopped up the melon and put the oranges in there, that would be sort of a fruit salad. <laughs> exactly. And it was just so bizarre. I mean, we... And then I was like thinking, had she ever heard of potato salad? Had she heard yeah, of pasta I know. salad? It's so, so simple. I didn't want to. Even if I feel like even if you're a young child and someone says to you, "Do you know what a fruit salad is?" You'd be able to at least yeah, you would come up with an idea. It's just fruit. It's not <laughs> lettuce. It's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're, they're the two most salad? basic words in food put together, and it's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, it's so, almost like asking for a ham sandwich, and someone's just like, "What? What?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Still totally blew them. Chicken on that? Blew them away. But yeah, it was a great time. We, our buddy uh, Bill, he did a, he was uh, one of the spear fisher guys. He was, uh, you know, spearing some fish. He accidentally, well, I don't know if it was an accident, but he saw something, speared it, and it was a stingray, which we ended up cutting up and deep frying. And I wish I had more exciting news about what it's like to eat a stingray, but deep fried and all that grease, it just tasted like. Kind of a deep-fried shoe. Like, there wasn't a lot of flavor to it. There wasn't much going on with the stingray, but it was still interesting to eat the stingray. Did you guys know for a fact that it was edible? No. No, no. It would have been poisoned. No, we kept joking would... around going, hey, I wonder uh, I wonder if this is edible or not. Ah, who cares? Well, we don't have phones out here. And then later, a guy's, like, looking up a constellation on his phone. Like, wait, where was that phone when we were eating the stingray? We thought maybe it would be poisonous. Right. <laughs> but uh, it was all right. And then uh, the last the last little anecdote from camping, we were coming back on the ferry, and it's it's a big like it's a big uh, one of these big boats with ferries. It's got a, like a top deck too where you can hang out. It was a real sunny day. I'm hearing all this secondhand. I I I was exhausted. I passed out in the in the lower uh, deck there. And you're on there for like four or five hours, right? No, no, it's um it's like an hour and a half. Hour and a half. <laughs> so we're coming back, and I, I wake up because we're almost there, and then I see a police boat following us in. We're like, oh, that's weird. Then we start unloading our stuff, and there's like five or six policemen on the dock. They're 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 interviewing people, and I'm thinking like, what the heck? What the heck happened? What's going on? Was there some sort of incident? And we're getting off, and I see up on the top deck, Cornell. And our buddy Nick, the two previous guests on the two previous episodes of The Green Room, right. are being patted down by the police. They're being investigated. The cops got their books out. And we're like, what the heck happened? So we started asking around, and I guess one of our other buddies who was up there saw the whole thing. So Nick and Cornell were hanging out there on the on the top part of the boat, and they're not wearing their shirts. It's a bright, <laughs> sunny day. You're getting sun off the water. They're yeah. they're fancy free. There's a hilarious picture of them with no shirts on, like posing. Yeah, we're right. the man. And I guess one of the uh, boat employees comes up to them, explains, hey, you can't take your shirts off. You got to put your shirts on. They go, all right, whatever. We'll put our shirts on. They put their shirts on as soon as he leaves. They take their shirts off. Guy comes back. 
goes, hey, guys, you really got to put your shirts back on. I'm going to call the captain. And they're like, yeah, go ahead, call the captain. Why? And I guess they kept saying to the guy, like, please explain your policy as to why right. we have to wear our shirts, which seems like a reasonable request. And then I guess eventually the captain came out and lectured them. Right. Then they put their shirts on. But I guess if you disturb the captain, it's some sort of offense. So they had to get lectured by the police. And but no tickets, meanwhile, no arrest. Right? No, exactly. Meanwhile, I'm thinking, oh, okay, now, now Al-Qaeda just smuggled in nuclear warheads because these, <laughs> these port police <laughs> asshole, are yeah. lecturing Cornell and Nick about wearing a shirt. And, yeah, maybe they shouldn't have given the guy a hard time or whatever, but you're, you're enforcing a pointless rule. At least have some sort of uh, reason for your rule. Yeah. Or at least give them some sort of explanation. Hey, guys, I know it sounds stupid. Why not come – you know, it's always good to come in with that, hey, you know, it's not my rule. If it was up yeah. to me, you guys would be shirtless all day. Yeah. <laughs> Which sounds really weird in this situation. <laughs> but at least at least throw them a bone. Give them something. But so yeah. that was uh, that was the end to a, uh, an eventful trip. A lot, of, a lot of good fun out there. Well, that, uh, that was technically the intro to the trip, right? No, <laughs> that was the end. That was as we were coming back. Oh, okay. Oh, I yeah. thought that was on your way there. No, that was uh, that was coming back. Now, Logan, we were talking before the show. We were talking about the Anthony Weiner scandal. Now, this is this is before Anthony Weiner. He has resigned. If you uh, if you didn't know that, it just came in a few hours ago. He has resigned. But this is before where he's still in this mode of trying to figure out how is he going to handle this, what is he going to do. This is a news report on kind of some of the actions he was taking to try and salvage his career. Good morning, Matt. Even as new lewd photographs emerged on the Internet and House Democratic leaders called on him to step down, Congressman Anthony Weiner refused to resign, saying, quote, he will take a temporary leave of absence to seek professional treatment. (laughs) I I mean, I'm kind of more the idea that, first off, I, I think there are, you can be addicted to sex and stuff like that, or you can be addicted to kind of the wrong behavior, but it's hilarious to think yeah. that, <laughs> that there's a rehab for sexting. Can yeah. you imagine Anthony Weiner? It's, uh, my name's uh, Anthony. Well, I'm not going to give you my last name. This is anonymous, right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> my name's Anthony. It's been three months since I last took a digital picture of my genitalia. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, what kind it doesn't of... seem like a... An addiction. I don't know. <laughs> what kind of rehab do they have for that? Oh, I gotta take your phone away, but I just want to take pictures of it, man. I mean, like uh, Tiger Woods, I think you could argue way more was an addiction. Although, I mean, all those chicks seem pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but except- I mean, I mean that seemed more like a thing where it was really compulsive. But this just seemed like he was just getting away with something. <laughs> I doubt he's gonna try it anymore. I mean, it's just me. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's I mean, a fair I'm not worried about him going to professional help or not. No, I'm not at all. And, yeah, obviously it's bad that he lied to his wife, or obviously it's it's bad that he showed such poor judgment if he's going to be in public office. On the other hand, let's be honest here. He's not taking money from any corporation. This seems to be totally yeah. separate of his professional life. I get much more pissed off about these politicians being in bed with companies or special interest groups than of some guy just sending a picture of his genitalia. Yeah, that's that's a bad idea, and he's an idiot. And, yeah, I'm sure maybe it's some cry for help, and he's got his own sexual hang-ups. Fine. First off, what politician doesn't? 
If you're in politics, you crave power to some degree, and I'm sure part of it, especially as a guy, is you kind of getting off on the idea of like, hey, I'm powerful, I'm an alpha male. Maybe you're overcompensating for something, and if you're going to act out and all you're going to do is just send lewd pictures to chicks, hey, that's fine. I didn't hear any of these pictures, these chicks complaining about it beforehand. Yeah, if he's harassing someone, okay, that's different. Yeah. It came out after the fact because he accidentally sent the wrong thing. Who knows? Maybe he was self-sabotaged. You could say, you could argue, oh, hey, he just wanted to get caught. Yeah, I mean, that's what he did was pretty reckless. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and probably that's reckless. and probably part of that is is the rush. It, you know, when people hook up in public or stuff like that, part of that is the. Oh, I could get caught. And then maybe yeah. maybe it was maybe, just getting too boring. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he was just like, oh, man, I want to be really naughty. I want to just put it on Twitter and see if anyone sees it. Maybe I can get by with that, too. Mm-hmm. Like, he kept getting off on the fact that he was getting away with it. And eventually, eventually it got caught up with him. Or caught up with him. I don't, I, part of me, I, I don't know, I guess I feel bad for him at some point. Uh, I mean, yeah, whatever, I, I, whatever he I wants. I weirdly... Th- I don't know. He seems like a good guy to me. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't you know. know I don't if know anything about him, but he just seems pretty straightforward about the whole thing, I guess. Yeah, I mean, Another obviously, he, yeah, he lied about it when it first came out. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, okay. but he didn't lie in a way like <laughs> it wasn't. Like if Sarah Palin, for instance, gets caught with something, she'll stick to her guns no matter how obvious it is she's lying. Right. I mean, I, that's a bad example because she's never done a scandal like that. Well, she but. she's been in some scandals like a Troopergate where. Supposedly, she inappropriately fired her. Her sister was married to a trooper. There was a messy divorce, and she kind of oh, leveraged right. herself to get that guy fired. In my mind, if if those allegations were true, who knows the, the whole sordid thing? And honestly, who gives a fuck? But if that it's was true, unethical. that's much yeah. more of an abuse of power than just sending dick pics to some chicks out there. Yeah, that <laughs> that, that to me yeah. is quasi harmless. I mean, if the girls are complaining and whatever, that's that's kind of a separate issue. And obviously, harassing people is really a, a bad idea, and you should be in trouble for that. But man, the guy just can't help himself. So now he's forced to resign because all these super ethical honest politicians are calling on his resi- he's got to resign I, you can't do this to people you can't have a you can't be a, any sort of sexual and yeah obviously he's uh he's stepping out on his wife in a sense or whatever but who cares that's that's between them and the wife if the wife's that angry she can leave him that's I mean, divorce is a, a major staple of American life these days. Who, yeah. <laughs> who's, who hasn't heard of someone having trouble with their marriage or divorces or whatever? I don't look at a person as being necessarily unethical if they have a divorce. Yeah. Sometimes, who knows what's going on there? Maybe the wife's a real prude and she married him because he was he was uh, looking to be super powerful and she could ride his coattails and she wanted her own political career. We, yeah. don't, we don't know what their marriage is like. I forgot what she did, actually, but... Uh... It's. I think she's been out of town for months. Yeah, she's so been like, out of town. So it's like, I mean, yeah. I mean, if but the, the real killer is now. Time apart. I mean, even if it, the relationship is good, it's like. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna take a toll. Guys gotta do some stuff. But yeah, now now that it comes out that she's pregnant too, then then it looks really bad, and that's Ugh. it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be that's tough to to ever get back in the limelight. So this is Anthony Weiner at his press conference, and maybe this is why I feel sympathetic for him. Now, this is this audio is straight from uh, ABC News' uh, feed here. So I, I know I know it's going to come off and sound fake, like I somehow doctored this clip right. up or whatever. <laughs> I know one of the guys yelling in the background, I think, is is one of uh, Howard Stern's guys, uh, 
Benji Bronk. He's the guy towards the end. Yeah, they said on NPR, they were like, the forum was filled with shock jocks and hooligans or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were making uh, profane remarks about the uh, alleged uh, congressman scandal. Or alleged scandal of the congressman. Obviously, he's not an alleged congressman. He's a former congressman. And here's him trying to explain himself. Or trying to resign in some sort of dignity. Resign with some sort of dignity. And he just can't, he can't <laughs> even can't. do that. So today I'm announcing my resignation from Congress. So my colleagues can get back to work. My neighbors can choose. And the other reporters are going, shut up. You just messed up our feed. Yeah. No one has a clean feed now because these guys yelled so loud that it got on all the pool mites yeah. up there in the front. It's They're louder all, than him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And maybe ABC made it a little louder so you could hear it more. But this is the, this is the audio I found online. New representative. And most importantly, that my wife and I can continue to heal from the damage I have caused. I love the, I love the press. Oh, don't yell out that, okay? And meanwhile, these pre- the press, they're just trying to grill him in the same way. At least these people yelling out are trying to be funny. Yeah. Now the press is just going to braid him. Where's your wife? Where's your wife? What are you yeah. going to do with the baby yeah. now that uh, <laughs> she knows what your uh, genitalia look like? Because it was everywhere. Did you have phone sex? Did you have phone sex? And they're going to yeah. do the same thing. They're like, hey, stop yelling out. Uh, you're berating him. Meanwhile, they just, they, all the, they're all just they beating do. him to the punch. And at least they're trying to be funny about it. But poor, poor Wiener, man. He just can't catch a break. I mean, not well, that... Uh, yeah. Well, I, I guess that's an overstatement of it, but he's just re- he's just trying to go out to with some... to be a senator for a while. Yeah, you got to be a good, congressman. good standing. Or a congressman. He, he did it right, I guess, for himself. It's, it's an over-exaggeration that he can't catch a break. Speaking of uh, guys who can't catch a break, he should be able to make his own breaks. LeBron James... LeBron James came up short in his quest for the NBA Finals. He took his talents to South Beach. Not enough talent there, man. Not enough. There's a lot of talent on that South Beach, but not enough, apparently. LeBron couldn't make it happen. The Heat lost to the uh, Dallas Mavericks Game 6. Woo! Go Mavs. I know, Logan, you were, uh, no, you were, uh, you were kind of into it, right? Or I was. I missed the last game, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, so. But, yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> great, great finals recap, Logan. No, but it was a, it was a good series. It was, it was fun. It was, ba- it was back and forth. But of course, a lot of people want to give LeBron crap, and rightfully so. When you go to Miami and you come out with this crazy press conference and you got fireworks going everywhere and saying we're going to win one, two, seven titles, and you don't win the first one, yeah. <laughs> obviously, people want to jump down your back, and rightfully so. You want to put a, you want to go out to America and paint a target on yourself and say, "I'm the king." You tattoo King James on your back. People are gonna expect you to act like a king. You can't yeah. act like a feudal lord, not in this situation. You can't be <laughs> Surf James. You gotta live up to that moment. You can't shun from the the spotlight. You can't you can't shrink away and and not keep passing the ball. They were competitive and, though. And I think what well yeah they had a great regular season, but. In the big moments, in the playoffs, and especially the series, the final series, LeBron's numbers drastically decreased, and he didn't he didn't perform. He didn't come to play. He didn't he didn't have that extra competitive edge, and it frustrates people, I think, to no end because we see LeBron and we see how big he is and how athletically talented he is, and he just can't 
finish like Michael Jordan. He doesn't have that competitive drive that Kobe Bryant has. He doesn't have yeah. that killer instinct. And I've, I've been um, talking about it at Greer, another uh, comedian, funny guy who's been on the show. And I think part of what it is is that he's kind of – he has that child star mentality or yeah. he, he kind of grew up always – it came Before so. Before he was an adult, he was a star. I remember watching him in Oklahoma play basketball, high school basketball. Yeah, if you watch that TV. documentary about the eighth grade team or their times in high school, he was he's been a star his entire life, and it's just kind of come easily to him. So yeah. he didn't have to have that crazy, insane, competitive drive. Where it's almost like to know that at any point I could turn it on and decide to work hard and probably win a championship. Yeah. Yeah, might as well just kind of chill and. <laughs> Collect my checks. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, he he has some com- certain extent. He has, he's I'm a, sure he's working. He but. has a competitive drive, but he doesn't have that that six gear that Michael Jordan has, or even Kobe Bryant probably came closest out of the modern NBA players. And I think that's because Michael Jordan, it wasn't like he was an overnight sensation. Michael Jordan, he got cut from his uh bat high school basketball team, and granted, it was the varsity team or whatever when he was a freshman or sophomore, but that stuck with him. Like he mentioned that in his. Hall of Fame uh, yeah. speech. That stuff stuck with him. His Hall of Fame speech, induction speech, was just all about all the people that screwed him over and <laughs> how he was still really angry. You can't teach that. You can't You can't learn that. And LeBron just dominated easily in high school, went straight to the pros. He didn't yeah. struggle in college. He didn't He didn't have a hard time in high school. He didn't, you know what I mean? Like, he, he never He never was tested Probably in the same way. Probably one of his way. biggest tests was his uh, teammate sleeping with his mom. Yeah, <laughs> Delonte West supposedly slept with his mom, and they were using that as one of the excuses. And then even this past playoffs, it came out that, or sorry, a rumor came out that Rashard Lewis, a player on the, uh, I think he's on the Magic right now, he uh, was supposedly sleeping with LeBron's baby mama or something like that. So yeah. who knows? I mean, they it's all rumor and, and speculation. But Wait, this he has is, a baby? Yeah, I think he's – I mean, he's an NBA player. Come on, Logan. <laughs> no, I didn't. Is that a rhetorical question? No, I, yeah, I, I don't know how many kids he has, but, yeah, he's got a he's got a, I think he's got a couple at least. So this is LeBron responding in game six after they've lost the finals. This is him, end of the season press conference, which is obviously tough. Obviously, you're going to be a little, uh, a little pissed off, but it, it's – he's not helping himself with stuff like this. Does it bother you that so many people are happy to see you fail? Absolutely not, because at the end of the day, um, all the people that was rooting on me to fail, um, you know, at the end of the day, they got to wake up tomorrow, have the same life that they had um, before they woke up today. You know, they got the same personal problems that they had today, you know, and I'm going to continue to live the way I want to live and continue to do the things that I want to do with me and my family and be happy with that. So, um, you know, they can get a few days or a few months or whatever the case may be on uh, being happy about um, not only myself, um, but the Miami Heat not accomplishing their goal, but, you know, they got to get back to the real world at some point. <laughs> we just have a crap life, and I uh, just got to go back to it, man. Because yeah. my life was so awesome just hating on LeBron James. Yeah. That was what I woke <laughs> up for in the morning. That's what I, how I went to bed at night. I, and it just made me feel easy at night knowing he had lost. Yeah, that's and, just another – it just shows how out of touch he is with normal people, you know? He right. doesn't and know what it's like to, to live a normal <laughs> life and watch the NBA. It doesn't take over most people's lives. Like, they're right. not, they exactly. don't really and, care about LeBron James. And he, he retracted it and, and tried to make it seem 
less insulting of uh, of the regular Joe. But you know what? LeBron, maybe you're right. I do have to go back to my crap life. But you know what? I have an extra $100 because I bet on the Mavericks because I know you couldn't close Boom. them out. Okay? <laughs> so that's one thing that was missing in my life, an extra $100. But I won it because I bet on the Mavericks. And, yeah, I am going to go back to my crap life. But I've, I, I'm okay with that, LeBron. I've come to terms with that. I don't think you've come to terms with the fact that you haven't been able to do it yet. That's on your terms. That's on you, LeBron. Stop <laughs> telling me how to live my life. <laughs> I, I don't really I, – I kind of did enjoy hating on LeBron during the season, I'll admit. I kind of did enjoy hating on him because I bought into the LeBron hype uh, when he was with Cleveland. He was on a crappy team, but he was just this guy that put the team on his back, and he had some epic series where even though they lost, you could just see the guy was putting up 50 points and just doing everything he could to to make this team happen or to, or to win. Yeah. And then the last season with Cleveland, he went in and just laid an egg. There was a point there where you could see where he just stopped trying. He was the only star on the team, the only real scoring option, and he would just come dribble the ball down, pass it away, and just not care. I'd never seen someone quit like that. And it's frustrating for a guy like me who can't dunk, who can't can't take advantage of these yeah. things, and I feel like I go out and lay it on the line. Yeah, obviously I'm no uh, – I'm not giving uh, anywhere near the effort LeBron is, but it just as a fan, as a as a these chubby people hanging out watching basketball, you just <laughs> oh god, work harder, do something. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a blue ball, it's a professional sport. You want him to be great, and then when they when they all went to the Heat and they all all banded up together. And it's easy to hate on them, but then it's like, okay, fine. If they're going to win, at least be insanely awesome. Like, oh, yeah, that would be exciting to watch. And they were good. They were pretty good. Obviously, they made it to the – they won the Eastern Conference, and they made it to the NBA Finals, but they were never insanely super good where, okay, this is really exciting. It's so fun, blah, blah, blah. Just couldn't get it done, Logan. Just couldn't get it done. It's time to move on, though. It's time (laughs) to move on for LeBron, perhaps the show. You ever uh, you ever got involved in any online dating, Logan? No, but I've joined. <laughs> well, I joined plenty of fish, but everyone that hits me up is an awful loser. <laughs> it's funny, or you're just like no, but yeah. Well, I mean, it's like two girl, two cute girls have hit me up on plenty of fish. One wanted to uh, do a glory hole thing. <laughs> She said, she said, I love glory holes. And I wrote back, that was her message to me to say hello. And then I, I wrote back like, uh, so what, you want to go meet at a glory hole? Like, what are you, I'm down, what's up? And then she wrote back, uh, she wrote back, yeah, here in Bakersfield where I live. And I was like, ah, that makes sense. And then uh, this other chick, That's funny that she just saw your profile and thought, okay, this guy's good to hit up on yeah. you. Like, what kind of stuff did you include in your profile that you think maybe tipped her that way? Um, is there anything <laughs> when she hits you up with the glory hole profile message doesn't somewhere there though Logan you do reevaluate the profile like hey what did I put out there that she would get that impression or did you just think it was totally random I think she probably just writes well the website tells people who's active and stuff so okay she probably just saw that I was on there recently and like email me I don't know I don't think there's anything <laughs> on there that would that really implies, enjoy really enjoy oh, wait, I did write a whole thing on how I love glory hole. But anyway. <laughs> um yeah, and then this other girl, I don't know if she, I don't think she wrote me a letter, but it said like, "Hey, this girl would like to meet you." And then I read her profile, and it was like 
I'm married, but I hate my husband, and I'm looking to, you know, blah, blah, blah. So it's just like, so I met up with her. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm, but these are the people that are out there, so I haven't really had any luck with You haven't had yet. any luck on online dating. Well, this lady, I'm assuming she's still available. I'm not sure. This video's gotten 8 million hits on YouTube, so she's pretty popular right now. She probably has a development deal. The thing is, if she po- – I, I don't – I don't know if she posts a video, but if you post a video and you sign up for the ad sharing or whatever, you get eight million hits. This woman could have made a lot of money. I don't, I don't think she posted it. I don't know how it got online, but this is a woman. I guess she's on eHarmony. Seems like a nice enough lady. Posts a video to try to entice people or try to showcase her personality and see where, where see where she goes wrong, Logan. Start talking about what I like and hope I get some replies. Um. Seems pretty, pretty straightforward there. So I am a recent um, MBA grad from Villanova. Okay, good Philly girl. Seems smart. She's probably got a good head on her shoulders, right? Um, I love cats. Okay, I mean, uh, okay. I'm not much of a cat person myself. I like dogs. I'm allergic to cats. Right there, for me, that's kind of a red flag. I'll, 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 I would, I would accept. I have a cat, but I love cats. Sounds a little Woo! bit like a lot of cats. Red flags starting to poke <laughs> up. Hey, maybe yeah. she's a really cool chick. Maybe we can work around it. Hey, I'll. I'll yeah. I know a lot of chicks. The, like the rest of the video is good. See what else she's got. I'm, yeah. I'm still gonna hit her up. Um, I just. Sorry, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> oh. I love cats. Um, <laughs> I love every kind of cat. Sorry, I just <laughs> I have no really soul. love cats, and I just want to hug all of them, but I can't because that's crazy. I can't hug every cat. Yeah, that's what's crazy. Uh... <laughs> the idea that you can't <laughs> hug every cat is crazy. That's the only crazy oh part. God. The yeah, the logistics of hugging every cat known to man is that's the crazy part. You're not crazy to have that desire to want to <laughs> hug every cat or start bawling on this video, but. <laughs> But I just want to. I want to. I want to. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I get, anytime I hear cat, I just. <laughs> she didn't even hear she about cats. She heard it come out of her own mouth, <laughs> the word cat. And she started to cry. And maybe this chick is a performance artist. I don't know. <laughs> I I hope so. God bless this woman if she can get some acting work out of this or something. And maybe to, just as a dog person. Cats. It is funny how people of cats will use that argument of, you know, I, I like uh, I like I like uh, cats because, you know, they're not all like dogs. They just they're so happy to see you all the time. They just give you that unconditional love. I'm secure enough that I don't need that. Yeah. So yeah. Keep telling yourself that cat person. Keep <laughs> telling yourself you don't need unconditional love from a pet. If I don't get unconditional love for a pet. Why the hell am I having a pet? You know, you know, you know why I don't have Just fish. Just an animal. If it doesn't. You know why I don't have fish? Because I can't pet fish. You know why I eat fish? Because I'm not friends with fish, and I've never thrown a ball with a fish. I've never played with a fish. That's why I don't eat dogs. Because I've hung out with dogs and I had good times with dogs. I petted them. I've I've talked to them in a friendly manner. I tried having a pet fish, and you know what it did? It committed suicide right next to my bed. <laughs> I woke up in the morning and there was a fucking dead fish on my. <laughs> Now, how do you know he table. committed suicide? How do you he know jumped he jumped out of the bowl and dried out <laughs> right next to my face? Wait, on how my close? Bedside table. It was a beta fish. Just like, well, maybe he's just scared away from you as an alpha male, Logan. You ever almost, think of that? 
No, it was almost like he he wanted me to see him. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like see I not only do I want to kill myself, I want to I want to rack Logan with pangs of guilt, yeah. <laughs> make him feel awful. All right, Logan. Before Stud Manley is scheduled to call in in a minute or two, real quick, if I can get to this, this is a um, I don't know. Maybe I just sound like a horrible person, but this is an NBA PSA that they kept playing during the NBA Finals, and I got really sick of it. Not only just the well, first uh, off, I'll, I know where you're going. With this, I think. <laughs> this is this is just annoying. Welcome to my block party. Glad you can make it. The only Sweet. Is that what you get? Come with fries. So they're they're showing some examples of good trash talking. Last time you blocked someone, you were online. Oh. I can do this all day. Your moves are just gay. <laughs> Using gay to mean dumb or stupid, not cool. Not cool. Not in my house, not anywhere. It's not creative. It's offensive to gay people. And you're better than that. <laughs> First off, no, I'm not Grant Hill. And here's the thing. Grant Hill, you know what? It's gay. Yeah, exactly. You don't need to talk trash because you're six foot nine and you're an amazing athlete, okay? Let's not pretend that Grant Hill has never called someone gay <laughs> right, or a fag, exactly. too. What the hell? Exactly. Yeah, obviously you don't want to commit hate crimes against gay people. I get it. But politically correct trash talking, that's going a little too far. What are you supposed to say? Hey, Grant hey, you, Hill, hey, you bo- over there, I hope... Uh, best of luck with this jump shot, and if you choose an alternative sexual lifestyle, that's completely fine by me. Right. Best of luck, dude. <laughs> no, obviously it's and, and what are gay people can't uh, hang out and play pickup basketball because they're just overwhelmed with all these uh, homophobic slurs of yeah. just oh you know I tried to play basketball <laughs> but I couldn't because everyone was saying gay and I felt so uncomfortable. Meanwhile, two NBA players, Kobe Bryant and um. Uh, Joakim Noah have gotten fined this year for screaming homophobic slurs on the NBA court. So talk to the NBA players first and then start yeah. lecturing me. <laughs> and I love how it's like, okay, it's okay to call people dumb or stupid, but you yeah. can't call them gay. Seriously. What about people who are dumb or stupid? They're just born that way, just like people who are born gay. Yeah. What? Oh, you can make fun of that? They didn't choose to be dumb or stupid. They just came out like that. You're you're not creative. Okay, so now you're calling me dumb and stupid. Yeah. I'm gonna call you gay, Grant Hill. And you know what? You're better than that. I love that part. Yeah, it's I love that. Dad. For one last thought, a, a word can have two different meanings. Like my name, Sean Green. It means me, but it also means an amazing professional baseball player. Okay, you can say Sean Green, and it can mean two different things. Right. <laughs> it's a word. Speaking of words, this guy, he's always got the word on what's going on in Hollywood, and I'm. Of course, I'm talking about my main man, Stud Manley. Stud, how you doing, brother? Hi, Sean. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. What's up, Stud? You're on the air with Logan. Hey, is that Logan? You got there it, man. Is. Now, I know you've been, been scouring the box office. It's the summer season. Things are heating up. People want to go sit in some AC and watch some uh, great summer flicks. What do you got for us so far, Stud? What what uh, what have you checked out? Well, it's... Uh... It's very interesting, and I just caught the end of it. You were talking about Grand Hill, and what he was saying, well, the first movie I wanted to talk about tonight is a movie called Beginners. Okay. And it's a, a movie starring Ewan McGregor, and it's coming out wide release, I guess, for Father's Day. And what this movie is about is uh, Ewan McGregor. He's, you know, just a guy, and he finds out that his dad's like 80 years old and that uh, 
he wants his father wants to be a homosexual, you know, like that's a, <laughs> like that's a big deal, you know, something, you know. I mean, who hasn't, you know, what kid hasn't walked in on their father and his father wasn't like giving a, you know, a hand job to one of his golf buddies or something? You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, right, okay? exactly. You're tense from the round of golf. Your back's a little strained. Dads need to relax too. That's right. And Logan knows he's been, you know, he knows the people in the uh, gay soap operas. You know all about that, don't yeah, you, what? Logan? <laughs> that's yeah. that's the job of a good caddy. I hear you, stud. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, what I, I know, I've uh, I see you've, they kept playing that movie, uh, a preview for that movie Zookeeper. That was with Kevin James and this talking gorilla. Now, uh, that's not the only animal-related movie that's coming out. I, I've seen billboards everywhere for uh, Mr. Popper's Penguins or something with Jim Carrey. What's your take that, on that? Oh, that's that's true. There is a movie coming out. I believe it's coming out tomorrow. As as we speak, it comes out tomorrow. Uh, this is a movie, I guess it's from a children's book. It's starring Jim Carrey. And um, about a businessman who adopts some penguins or something. Uh, not only is this movie very unrealistic, I'm a little <laughs> disappointed and uh, Jim Carrey doing this movie. And why is that? Why would you be disappointed? Penguins, sounds like a lot of fun. They're wild and crazy. He's wild and crazy. A lot of on-screen hijinks. It sounds amazing. That's true. That's what people would think. But people like you, and I know that, that you know what I'm about to say to Sean, because you're a very cultured and sophisticated person, just like myself. Sean's nodding confidently. And what I'm going to tell you, and some some of your audience might not understand, might not realize, but there are people, and these are Eskimo American people up in Alaska at this very moment, might be eating a penguin sandwich. Oh, yeah, no, I have heard of that. I thought there were no penguins in the northern hemisphere. <laughs> oh, there's there there in the northern northern hemisphere as well as a. Uh, the um, you know Ecuadorian uh, region of the world. A lot of people don't realize that the albino uh, penguin race. Oh, that is uh, yeah. I didn't know that about penguins. So what do you think? <laughs> One flipper up or two or none? Oh, this this is definitely a, a thumbs thumbs down on this one. <laughs> now I know I the animal movies just uh, keep coming out. I, I saw there's a movie about a turtle or something. I I know nothing about this. Film. Oh oh, you're talking the turtle, the incredible journey. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a documentary that's coming out. I believe it's coming out uh, probably next week. Uh, probably not a lot of people are going to see this. This is supposedly supposed to be a family film. But uh, you can't take your children to see a movie. Okay, Turtles, the Incredible Journey, you know, like it's something incredible going to happen. All turtles do is they swim around in the ocean and they give sea herpes to each other. And everybody <laughs> knows that it's a fact. That's, that's, that's a migration pattern. They can track it by the cold sores that turtles leave on each other. But that's oh, science, no. Stud, don't you think? We need I'm to sorry, learn. what was that? That's science. We need to learn that stuff. We need to learn about turtle herpes. Why not? Oh, well, you know, a lot of people, I mean, uh, I know a lot of your audience uh, are fairly sophisticated, uh, Sean. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's a fact that uh, sea turtles have been giving uh, sea herpes to each other, as well as I've heard they've been giving... Sea otters are coming down with sea herpes, you know, oh, more the reprobate turtles and horses, you know, amphibious landing, you know, turtles <laughs> are, uh, you know, and you've heard the stories about the uh, horses with the herpes. <laughs> yes. it's, it's common knowledge, Stud, in the Hollywood industry. And this, That's correct. <laughs> now, the summertime, we, uh, we create with big summer blockbusters, action yeah, movies, yeah. comic book films. I know, yeah. I know one that's about to come out, I think, this weekend, Green Lantern. What do you think, Stud? 
the oh, the Green Lantern. It's funny that you would bring that up, Sean. Okay, all right. This is another comic book movie, just like you said. Green Lantern, okay, was the worst comic book ever. You know, like the Green Lantern is like just the biggest sissy, you know, ever, you know, of all the comic book heroes. You know, he has to have, you know, his green ring or something like that. You know, and it, you know, he makes weapons, you know, he creates weapons, you know, like these green weapons, like swords and machine guns. He's just a big sissy, you know. Nobody wants to see that. Now, what I was thinking, Sean, you know, and you might want to, you know, really listen to this. You too, Logan. Got my pen and out. I got my pen out. I'm thinking if we redid this movie, you know, we could make it more. Females would like it more, you know, because it'd make it more of a romance. And we'd also make, you know, more action, you know, you know, oriented also as well. Is we would make this more of a love triangle, you know, with the Green Lantern, you know. But the only people, you know, that are green, you know, that could be in this love triangle probably is like the Incredible Hulk. You know, he's the comic book guy. And yep. maybe the Jolly Green Giant, you know, and, you know, and the Jolly Green Giant and the, and the you know, the Incredible Hulk, you know, they're over there kissing, you know, and fondling each other, you know, and then the Green Lantern, you know, he's like a big sissy, you know, and he's all lonely, so he uses his green ring, and he makes this big, giant green wiener, okay, alright, okay, you know, and then, the, you know, the Incredible Hulk and the Jolly Green Giant, they want to get some of that big green wiener, okay, alright, okay, alright, what do you think, that's a pretty good idea, yeah, well, uh, Stud, we'll take it to testing, see how audiences <laughs> respond. I know, okay. uh, I know we're in a very open-minded time. We'll see. Maybe that's maybe that's a little too far in the sci-fi realm. I'm not sure. Real quick, Stud, because we got to let you go here. Give us your thoughts, one sentence, one thought on the new X-Men film. One of the mutants in this movie, his his talent is having feet that look like hands. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Thank you so much. For that. Thank you. I love you all so much. Thank you so much. Thanks, all right. Good thanks, night. Stud. Thank you very much. God bless Stud Manley. You know, he just uh, sometimes <laughs> sometimes there's certain characters, Logan. He's so enthusiastic about his work, but at the same time he doesn't watch the movies. <laughs> no. Yeah, we we should we should uh, remind people that he hasn't seen a movie in ten years. Right. That does not prevent him from reviewing it and having strong opinions on it. And that's what I like about Stud. That's a, that's when you know you have a good talk radio guest when someone has a strong opinion. Oh man, speaking of strong, this show just flew by, Logan. It's uh, unfortunately it's time to wrap things up. You want to recap the program with a haiku? Let's do it. Wiener was cock blocked. Turtle herp epidemic. <laughs> You're better than that. <laughs> oh man, doesn't get any better than that, Logan. All right, a uh, couple quick plugs here before we go. I'll be in. I got some shows upcoming uh, here in July. July 15th, I'll be in Denver. July 16th, Boulder. July 19th, back in Denver. July 21st, in Omaha. You can go to SeanTGreen.com for all that information. And locally here out in Los Angeles, Saturday, I'll be at the Improv Lab, Saturday night, 10.30. You can go there. I was going to say 10.30 o'clock. 10.30 o'clock, but that, of course, is uh, horrifically wrong. And Rob Christensen, show show favorite. Rob Christensen will be taping a CD-DVD special on Sunday at 7.30. I'll be opening up for him, doing some time. It's at the Fanatic Salon, 3815 Sawtell Boulevard. Of course, go to SeanTGreen.com for all those details. 
Thank you very much, everyone, for listening to The Green Room. We do it live here every Thursday, 8 o'clock on latalkradio.com. Thanks for listening to The Green Room. Check out SeanTGreen.com and click the iTunes link to subscribe to the podcast. Or follow the show on Twitter at Green Room Show. Also be sure to check out our movie at TheComedyGarageMovie.com. That was Sean Crumpling Paper.